welcomed the podcast and gathering place for visionaries, artists, creatives, pattern breakers, and culture makers, for the wild feminine soul begging to be seen, felt, expressed, for the ones who are hungry for more. This is Poetica. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to just dive in. There's going to be a lot to this one, so grab your tea or coffee, get cozy, and let's just get into it. So at the time of me recording this, it is Friday the 13th, and this is just the perfect time for this episode to come out. I be sure to post my Instagram, which if you're not following me, I'll have the link in the show notes, but I reshared something on my story. And it was talking about how Friday the 13th has really been made out to be this unlucky and almost evil day, yet it's actually such a powerful day of celebrating divine feminine energy and through the patriarchy and just all of the oppression women have faced throughout history, Friday the 13th has really become distorted. And as I was reflecting on women in history and how we've been oppressed for literally thousands of years, it led me to start researching more and more into this. And I kind of went down an entire rabbit hole. But I was amazed at how difficult it was to find really any information about the divine feminine throughout history and just like ancient powerful female archetypes and matriarchal societies especially when it came to finding this information within, you know, sort of like mainstream sources, like the places we would think to look. So as an example, I was looking on history.com and you would think history.com would have something valuable about this sort of topic and something enlightening for women to, to really look at and have some sense of belonging, like we belong in history. Yet when I searched the term matriarchy, seven measly results showed up. And when I searched divine feminine, eight results came up, but most of them actually had nothing to do with the divine feminine at all. Like one of them was about Easter and didn't even mention divine feminine in it. (laughs) And it really just solidified something that I already knew. And that is that feminine power has been erased from history and oppressed time and time again. And at first I was like, well, maybe it was just so long ago that we don't have records dating back that far. And then I was like, but hold on. We have religious texts dating back thousands of years. For example, the Vedas in India and, oh, I don't know, the Bible. (laughs) Have you heard of it? So while some of our history as females may have been lost and we just know intuitively because it's encoded in our DNA, I think a lot of it has been erased and rewritten to uphold the patriarchy. For example, in the Bible, key female roles have been stripped of their power and made to be perceived as weak, overly emotional, and many of the other stereotypes that we as women still face today. And again, unless you seek out a book specifically about these kinds of topics, the information is not easy to find. Like a simple Google search will not actually reveal very much. And it's believed that in ancient times, there were actually many matriarchal societies when our world knew peace and unity. 
And something really important to note here is that a matriarchal society is not actually a direct opposite of a patriarchal society. So it doesn't mean women are in charge or lording over everybody else. In a matriarchy, women are at the center of the culture, but they do not rule over or rank above anybody. There's really not a hierarchy. So in a patriarchy, it's very much about having power over others. But with a matriarchy, it's actually all about accessing the power within that each one of us have. It's about working with and honoring nature. It's about working with the people and embodying these feminine qualities like connection, compassion, intuition, um, nurturing, respect, and just reverence for all life. And so as I was going down this rabbit hole and really researching as much as I possibly could, it got me thinking about the witch trials and not just the Salem witch trials, but all of them that happened before. And this was really interesting because I found that in 1484, this dude, Heinrich Kramer, I think I'm saying his name right, I don't know, um, he was a German theology professor and very involved in the church at the time. He was basically one of the leaders when it came to condemning women for witchcraft during the 1400s. And he claimed that witchcraft was doing the devil's work. The more I dove into all of this, the more I saw how so many men in power have gone out of their way to oppress women and take away their power, take away their voice. So in 1542, during the reign of Henry VIII, this thing called the Witchcraft Act was enacted. And basically this established witchcraft as a crime that was punishable by death. So it essentially made the witch trials and burning of these women, murdering of these women, okay. Acceptable even. And this Witchcraft Act defined witchcraft as using invocations or other, I'm quoting this off of the website, um, which I think it was like the Smithsonian website or something. It was a legit source, but they defined witchcraft as using invocations or other specifically magical acts to hurt someone, get money, or behave badly towards Christianity. Behave badly towards Christianity. That is so subjective. That leaves so much room for interpretation. So we can really see how women could easily have been accused of witchcraft simply for stepping into their power and not falling in line with the church, not falling in line with the patriarchy. And we still have many men today who are in positions of power who are devoted to keeping women small. However, the difference between then and now is that women are stronger, more empowered, and more ready to share their gifts than ever before. And the collective is finally ready for it. So to really illustrate this, I want to share a personal experience with you. So my whole life, pretty much, I've had this this innate fear of being seen and of being fully in my power and sharing my unique gifts. And as I've gotten older and my awareness has grown, it's almost felt like this fear has also grown within me. And it got to the point where I literally would feel like if I was fully myself and sharing my true gifts with the world, that I was in this terrible danger. And it felt so paralyzing and terrifying, almost as if I would die if I showed up fully. That's 
how deep it was. That's how strong this fear was. I literally sometimes felt like I was going to die if I spoke my truth. And now to my logical brain, this made absolutely no sense. And I knew it. I was like, okay, I know I'm not going to die or be in real danger if I show up authentically. I know that. So then why do I still have this fear? And it was such a deeply ingrained fear, you guys. And something that I've known for a long time intuitively was confirmed. And that's that I had a past life in the 1700s. And in this lifetime, I lived in a small village and I was sort of like the medicine woman, for lack of a better term. I was the healer. I was one that people would go and see and I was able to use my gifts and work with spirit and help people. And that was me living in my full authenticity and really sharing my gifts with the people in the village. However, when organized religion came to my small village and a church was established, the people started to turn against me. And eventually I was accused of being a witch and I was burnt at the stake. And that's how I died in that lifetime. And I wasn't part of like a witch trial where, you know, a bunch of women were being burnt at the stake. It was just me in that village alone where everyone turned on me and they killed me. And when this was revealed to me, it felt so true. And it was like a sigh of relief because I finally had an answer as to where this deeply rooted fear came from, because I knew it wasn't from this lifetime. I looked back at like my childhood and just how I grew up and I was like, yeah, I've had my fair share of shit and things happen, but nothing that bad happened that would make sense for me to logically have this deep, deep fear. And so with this awareness, I'm now able to heal and reframe my story around this fear. And it's so liberating. But I share this with you because I know that so many women have this same fear. And I think the majority of us spiritual women and healers have had past lives where we were burned as witches. And that's why one of the most common fears I've seen within us spiritual women is this fear around opening up, around sharing our gifts with people. And we think it's a fear of being judged and rejected. We kind of write it off as that. And yes, there's some of that. But for a lot of us, it goes so much deeper. And the clarity I gained from understanding this past life is that I'm not just afraid to show up fully in this lifetime because of rejection or judgment. I literally feel like on a subconscious level, right? Because that's where everything gets stored that I'm going to be turned on by everybody and murdered. It's not logical, but it's a real fear. And now in this lifetime, I get to heal this. That's a huge part of why I came back and have such a strong purpose and feel such an incredible responsibility to share my gifts. It's not an option anymore. It is a responsibility. And I think it is for you too. So this is where... We get to stand back up, women. We get to reclaim our power that was taken away from us and has been taken away from us for thousands of years. This is the lifetime we heal that shit and say, no more. No, I will not be silenced. No, I will not be shut down. No, I will not stay small just to keep you comfortable. And you know what? I am a witch. I create magic. I create my reality with my thoughts, words, actions, beliefs, intentions. 
I help shift other people's realities so they can step into their own gifts. I create masterpieces out of nothing. I give life to this planet. If that makes me a witch, then fuck yeah, you better believe I'm owning that shit. And you should too. Because maybe in our past lives, the world was not ready for us and all of the power that we have. And so we were shunned. We were killed. But guess what? The world is ready now. And that's exactly why you're here. It is safe to be you. It is safe to share your gifts. We are more supported than we've ever been and people need us. And it doesn't mean there won't be people who still judge you, who still don't get it, who still want to try and take your power away and who want to keep you small because they feel threatened or they don't understand you. But you know what? Those people are in the minority now. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but our planet is going through a massive spiritual awakening. We have been for some time and we will continue to. And more and more people will be waking up and needing your gifts, your guidance, your magic. And the people who don't get it are going to be the ones in the minority. They're going to be the ones who need to catch up and get with the program. And if they don't over these next five, 10 years, it's going to really suck for them. So it's time, babe. This is your time. This is the lifetime to heal this once and for all and to say no to playing small and dimming your light. And I want to wrap up with one final note. And this is that diving into all of this and looking at how much we as women have been oppressed and ridiculed and condemned, it can bring up a lot of anger, even hatred for men, for the patriarchy, for the world, for how things used to be and how they still are. And I want you to know that that's normal and it's healthy to let yourself feel all of that, to go into it deeply, to sit with it, to do the shadow work around it. And then when you're ready to choose to release it, because that heavy shit doesn't need to rule you anymore. And while it's easy to look at these men who have committed terrible acts against women and hate them, We now get to choose to see all of this through the eyes of love and compassion because we know better, because we have the higher understanding that number one, everyone does the best they can with where they're at and the resources they have in that moment. And number two, there is a certain darkness that humanity has had to grow through in order to ascend and learn. And when we as women can hold all of this, all of it, in a space of compassion and understanding and respect, that's when we as women truly become unstoppable. Because those men in the past and right now who are trying to hold us down, they are not capable of doing that. And we as women are. Because we get to say, I am devoted to making sure we as a planet never go back to this again. And I'm so embodied in love that all of this darkness, it can't even touch me anymore. Embrace your inner witch. Love her. Honor her. Respect her. Listen to her. You are a fucking force to be reckoned with. And I'm so thrilled and honored to be on this journey with you.
Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Just as a reminder, if you did enjoy, please go ahead and leave a rating and review. And one of the best ways to support this podcast is to share it with a friend. So to send this episode over to another creative or artist in your life who you think will benefit from this. If you want to check out my work and connect with me further, you can go ahead and check out my Instagram, which is House of Poetica. All the links will be found in the show notes. I hope to see you over there. Let's just chat, be friends, hang out, keep it casual. Thanks for all your support, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.